0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At go to Dobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40 plus locations, get same day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now.
1: Mike DeCourcy, he is the college hoop column, columnist for the sporting news. He's always putting out great work, and he had, has a great article up right now that everyone should go check out about how the changes in college athletics could potentially impact the arguably the best thing in sports in March Madness and the tournament and we're gonna talk about Mike about that now good morning Mike how are you doing
0: good morning Michelle how are you
1: I am doing well thanks for taking the time to join us so as I mentioned we wanted to talk to you about the article that you have over at the Sporting News news about March Madness and about how all of these changes in college ba- or in college athletics period might impact the tournament so when when you look at the landscape of college athletics right now what tweaks could you potentially see coming to the tournament in the future
0: Well, I I think it depends on who gets to make the ultimate calls. Uh, I I know that if it's up to Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, and certainly he looms as the most powerful person in college sports right now, I, I don't have any doubt that within a period of time, what that time period is, I couldn't say, but within a period of time, the tournament would likely expand and possibly to 80 teams. And I, I don't know how much support there is for that among the other commissioners, uh, specifically uh, the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, because right now Kevin would be the only person, the only figure in college sports who would have something close to equivalent power to what Sankey does.
2: When you talk about moving to 80 teams, obviously football we want an expansion, but college basketball—if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? We are—we enjoy having the Cinderellas, the St. Peters. Uh, does that? Does that? When you have those 80 teams, does that mean those teams won't be able to? Probably won't be able to make as long of a run uh, into the into the into the tournament as they have been in the past.
0: Well, not necessarily. I think that one of the things that Thank you originally uh, reportedly, according to Jeff Goodman of the Field of 68 Group. Uh, he reported back in July at some point that that Sankey had spoken to the NCAA Division One Council and it suggested the possibility of eliminating automatic bids. Uh, uh, so the champions of the of, of, of the thirty all the thirty conferences, specifically the the twenty mid major and low major conferences, would not necessarily make the field automatically. Uh, that seems that when he when he spoke last week to Pat Forty. When Sankey spoke last week to Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated, that whole automatic bid thing was off the table. I, I think that he got uh, he, he 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 had a come to Jesus meeting with somebody uh, about about what a bad idea that was, and seemed not to have uh, been, been interested in floating that again. But now he's talking about expanding the field, so that wouldn't necessarily impact the ability of a St. Peter's to make a long run. But it would. What it would do is damage the intensity of the regular season. Mm. Uh, I give you an example of that uh, in in the end of last season. Uh, after after starting the season at fifteen and five and with some very good wins, Xavier lost seven out of ten games and went into the Big East tournament with an opening round game against Butler, which was having a poor season. I think they were fourteen and eighteen or something like that. And so it was not going to be a quality win, and certainly you couldn't afford to lose it if you're Xavier. And that game, everybody on everybody playing in that game, everybody watching that game knew what it meant. It meant if Xavier lost, they were done, and if they won, then they had a, then they might be in, and they and they had a good shot at being in. And everybody, and that game was played at such a high level with such intensity, and that's what this should be about. I mean, if 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 it had been if it had been an 80 team universe. That game would have meant nothing, mm-hmm. and and really anybody that could play even a little bit would be in the field. That's not a good. That's not a good. Uh, you know, that's not a good way to stage a championship. You should have to have some reasonable qualif- qualification to get in.
1: Mike DeCorsi of the Sporting News. He covers college basketball for the Sporting News. Joining us here on One Hundred and One ESPN, and and Mike, I I totally agree with you about diluting the regular season and why that's a problem. When you when you first mentioned that the tournament could potentially expand to 80 teams. You should have seen the look on Kerry's face. (laughs) He he looked like he he was just devastated by this because we all love March Madness the way that it is and it's a very lucrative product. It's arguably the best tournament and the best product in sports. So why would the NCAA and college athletics as a whole want to mess with that?
0: Well, I'll tell you, it's simple. As the leagues grow, there's concern about whether there's enough space for a significant share of their teams. That's, that's what it comes down to. Uh, I, I can tell you without a doubt, that's the reasoning now. And now the reason that, that, that that's fallacious is that if you look back to the last time we had a 16 team high major conference was between, I think 2017 and excuse me, twenty two thousand seven 2007 and 2013 the Big East was a 16-team high-major conference. That conference averaged during that period eight bids a year, and in 2011 they got 11 out of their 16 teams into the field. So, if you want to, if you want to have a significant portion of the SEC 16 teams when Texas and Oklahoma join, or a significant portion of the Big Ten 16 teams uh, when USC and UCLA join, the simple solution is one play well to schedule well it's re- and, and, and you have all the power and all the reason in your in your uh, control to do those things because you've got the most money you've got the highest profile brands uh, you've got significant h- h- scheduling authority because you can play anybody you want I mean if you anybody you call and say hey you want to come in our gym uh, a, a, that's a reasonable quality is going to say to UCLA I, wait I get to play in poly Pavilion yeah we'll come Uh, I get to play at uh, at uh, the Breslin Center. Yeah, we'll come. I mean, and so that's why you've seen those teams over the years have significant schedules. Kentucky, same thing. Uh, So those it's it's all in their control. And it'll be even more so in their control when their football programs start pumping out these hundred million dollar a year television contracts.
2: So does that mean for the, the smaller name schools that now they are going to have to play those bigger names that, that in the regular season so that they can put themselves, if there are no automatic bids, so that their uh, rating can go up when it's time to pick tournament teams, does that mean they have to you know work those teams into their schedule?
0: No, Kerry, as I said, I don't think that automatic bids are imperiled now. Okay. I, I think there's too much pressure against that concept. I don't. I don't think that we'll see that. I, I think it's more likely we'll see a watered down NCAA tournament, and that's that's not as big a fear, but it's still a fear uh, because I think that all of college basketball works really well right now. And one of the things that bothered me about Sankey's suggestion to expand was he used as an example the the experience of Ole Miss's baseball team, which was, uh, I believe, the last team into this past year's NCAA baseball tournament, and they ended up winning the College Baseball World Series. But the problem with that is that baseball and basketball are not the same sports. Mm -hmm. They are are differently contested and differently decided. Even the World Series format itself is different because you have to lose twice to be eliminated. In in basketball, you have one bad day, as Kentucky Mm -hmm. did past March. um, You're out. And in baseball, you have a bad day, you you get back to being Kentucky the next two, and you stay alive. That's, that's, that's different in itself. So uh, absolutely, there should be no comparison. There should be no use of comparative sports. If he wants to use comparative sports, how about we get a fifth football team into a playoff? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's start there, for goodness sake. We can't even get number five on the field. And he's worried about number 69. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Mike. Well, last thing from Carrie and I. So, we both went to Illinois. We know that you do work with the Big Ten Network, so you're plugged in to the Big Ten. What do you think of the Illini this year?
0: Chance to be very good. Obviously, they're almost all new, and that's always an issue. And so, how this, I have not seen their schedule yet, uh, I haven't looked. Uh, So how that develops will will depend a lot upon how they uh, how they develop as a team. Uh, So that but I I think there's a lot of ability there. And I don't think that there are a lot of Big Ten teams that can say that this year. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be, you know, we talked about uh, before about the Big Ten conference over the last uh, four or five years Uh, since 2019. They've consistently been cranking out a lot of bids. They've had really good seasons. I don't know that this league will be as deep this year. It will be as talented. So that gives Illinois an advantage going into the year. They just have to put together a functional, you know, cooperative unit that, that emphasizes the significant ability that's there. I think they have a chance to do really well.
1: That's music to our ears, Mike. Absolutely. <laughs> Be sure to follow Mike deCourcy on Twitter at TSN Mike. And, of course, check out all of his great work at the Sporting News at SportingNews.com, including the article that we just referenced.
2: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday. And as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama.